Judas was numbered among the disciples, and yet he was possessed by Satan and betrayed Jesus. What was it about Judas that let these things happen? Today, evaluating our own lives as we look at the lives and motives of Judas. Hi, this is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. It shouldn't surprise us that the Bible has a lot to say about Judas, and we know a lot about his motives. First of all, let's look at the Old Testament, then we'll look at what the New Testament has to say. Psalms 41.9 says, Even my own familiar family, in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. And the New Testament tells us that this is fulfilled in Judas. It had a double fulfillment. It was Ahithophel in the Old Testament with David, who was a friend who betrayed him during the coup of Absalom, in which Absalom was killed. But in the New Testament, it's about Judas, who is a familiar friend who he trusted and who ate bread at his table, which was about dining with him. This speaks to the closeness of Jesus and Judas. Whenever you see a show or a movie, never do they have Judas and Jesus having a close relationship. But this passage would tell us that. Another passage that tells us about Judas is Zechariah 11, 12, and 13. Then I said to them, if it is agreeable to you, give me my wages, and if not, refrain. So they weighed out my wages, 30 pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter, that princely price they set on me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and I threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. And of course, this was played out exactly like it was. Judas had remorse. The word remorse is connected or close to repentance, but remorse means you're sorry for it. Repentance means you're going to change. Judas had remorse, but he wasn't. Judas had remorse, but he didn't have repentance. And when he did, he gave them their money back and they took the money and they bought a potter's field, the potter's field where Judas had killed himself in. Another passage in the Old Testament that the New Testament tells us speaks of him is Psalms 109.8. Let his days be few and let another take his office. This tells us that Judas had an office of an apostle. The apostles were sent out to cast out demons and do miracles, and Judas was numbered among them. Think of the things that Judas saw, and think of the things that Judas did, and there would be one who would take his place. Now, the question is often brought up as to whether or not these things were predestined for Judas. And like so many other things, it's not that black and white. What we do know is that Judas had choices and he could make good choices. We also know that he had certain things inside of him that we want to look at now that led him to be the candidate to be the one that God would speak of. God also predestines. We know that he predestines Christians for the works he wants them to walk in, but when someone has certain elements of evil, could he predestine them to be part of something that they will do that is evil as well? And I think that's what we find in this case. Hard to grasp and understand, I know, but the world is full of nuance that isn't that black and white. No, Judas wasn't predestined. Yes, he was. And, and I think you'll see that as we take a look at the things the Bible tells us about Judas. The first thing the New Testament tells us is that he was greedy, Luke 22, 4 and 5. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priest and the captains, how they might betray him to them, and they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he wanted money to betray Jesus. And we learn that this is 30 pieces of silver. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. 
We get more of this with the second thing the Bible tells us, and that is that he was a thief. In John 12, 5, 6, Mary, the sister of Martha, anoints the feet of Jesus with very costly perfume. And Judas rebukes her. He says, why was this oil not sold for 300 denaries and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. So now we learn one of the ways in which Jesus trusted Judas was to give him the money box. He was a thief and he had opportunity because God made him the treasurer. It would seem that Matthew would have been the right choice to put over the money. But God has different motives. And sometimes he brings things in our lives to bring motives out. And when we find ourselves struggling with difficulties in certain circumstances, we should wonder, is God revealing something here to us? We also learn from the New Testament that his life was a waste. This is John 17, 12. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. The term son of perdition means son of waste. He had such potential as one of the disciples, empowered by God, and yet he wasted that potential, and his whole life became a waste. The only other person in the Bible named the son of perdition is the Antichrist. We also see clearly in the Bible that he was a betrayer. He betrayed Jesus with a kiss, and he had no loyalty. To be a betrayer is the negative, to have loyalty is the positive. You want your friends who are close to you to not betray you, but you also want them to be loyal to you, to care about you. In Mark 14, 43 through 45, it says, and immediately while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the 12, with a great multitude of swords and clubs, came from the chief priests and scribes and the elders. Now his betrayer had given them a signal saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one, seize him and lead him away safely. As soon as he had come, immediately he went up to him and said to him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. This also helps us to understand that Judas didn't believe in Jesus. He played the hypocrite all the way to the end. He thought maybe he could get away with Jesus not knowing that he betrayed him, Rabbi, Rabbi, and kissed him. Or he wanted to look important to the rest of the disciples or the religious leaders that he was with. Either way, we see he had no loyalty. Finally, the Bible tells us that he is a hypocrite. But Jesus said to him, Judas, are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? Think of that hypocrisy, acting one way and living another way, acting like he was a disciple of Jesus, but not believing in him at all. And the Bible does tell us that Judas did not believe in him. Now, three things to evaluate in our own life as we consider these things about Judas. Number one, make sure you are sincere without hypocrisy. That is that you are truly following after Christ. And if you're playing games, if you're pretending, stop, because it's a dangerous thing to do. It would be better to be honest with God and let God deal with you than to pretend you are something that you are not. Number two, make sure your loyalty is to God. I see it all the time. People who are loyal to denominations or preachers or television evangelists, and as soon as something bad is said about them, you can see where their loyalty lies. But our loyalty should be to God. Whatever he says, we want to live for him and be committed to him. And number three, make sure you're content. 
God has given you as a Christian everything, and God will take care of you. And your life will not be made better by taking things from other people, by stealing. So make sure you are content with what God's given you, and you will be far away from that person, Judas, who pretended that he was loyal to Jesus and was not at all. Thank you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.